Yeah. Happy Monday morning. We are kicking off rookie mock drafts officially today and every single Monday going forward. This very first one, Dynasty Rookie Mock Draft, 12 teams, just the first round because we are digging deeper and deeper into our bag, analyzing this rookie class as a whole. So we're going to start slow. But after this first one, which will be me by myself, we will have a new guest and or guests on the channel every single week going forward. This first guest that we got coming up after today's video, so next Monday, will be Mr. Ray GQ and his boy Jordan Richards. So we will uh, go deeper and deeper into the rookie mock draft. So next week will be a two round, so 24 players, always going to be super flex. We might mess around and mix in a one quarterback, but I think most of y'all probably play uh, super flex leagues as it relates to dynasty. So these rookie drafts are very 12 team super flex focused and I like what people are doing on YouTube and it's not like anything new we've done this last year as well but I like taking mock drafts from people who know what the fuck they're doing and then using those NFL mock drafts as like the landing spots and the draft capital for where these players are and doing the rookie mocks based off that so that's what we're doing today the mock draft that we are pulling from today is from the athletic it is Nick Baumgartner who wrote this on January 30th now similar to us where we don't have all the information and all the rounds ready to go. This mock draft he did was just the first two rounds of an NFL draft. So we only have the first 64 players picked, and we're only going to be able to work off of those 64 players. I will link the article below, but you're not going to be able to actually see the mock draft unless you are a subscriber to The Athletic. So go do that. I think it's like $1.99 a month. And obviously, you know, the deeper we get into this offseason, the more accurate these probably will be based on reports, rumors, etc. Four quarterbacks, 11 wide receivers, two running backs, and six tight ends in the first 65 picks. So that's pretty much what we have to work off of. Obviously, there are a lot of big name running backs who will not be picked in this mock draft, in the dynasty rookie mock draft, because they weren't picked here. And I don't want to just like project the draft capital of a guy like Zach Charbonnet, who did not go in the first two rounds, or guys like that who might creep their way into the first round of an actual rookie dynasty mock draft so we will be talking about each player where they went which team they got drafted to their draft capital and a little bit about each player as it relates to their prospect profile without further ado let's talk our shirts in my watch got caught on my ass damn So with the 101, it is no other than Mr. Bijan Robinson. He gets picked in the first round, 27th overall, and this would set the world on fire. I would delete the Twitter app as soon as I heard his name announced to the Buffalo Bills. If y'all don't know by now, then you have not turned YouTube, your TV, Twitter on at any point over the last two months. Bijan Robinson, six foot, 220 plus pounds stud out of the University of Texas. This guy can do all of it. He can run. He can catch. He's got the size. He's got the speed. Um, he is going to be like the, or he's considered the next great running back prospect. Not the athletic level necessarily of Saquon because literally Saquon is one of one, but he's like the next tier of athleticism and he's just phenomenal in every asset of the game. If he goes to Buffalo tied with Josh Allen for the foreseeable future and his rookie contract, there is no limit to how good this kid can be for a fantasy football running back. So he is, unless Bijan drops to like the end of the second round into a space that already has another good running back like there's very very little chance that this guy 
does not end up as the 101 in Dynasty Rookie Mock Draft. At the 102, we are taking Bryce Young, the quarterback out of Alabama, who gets picked second overall in this mock draft to the Houston Texans. Now, Bryce Young is going to get picked apart and scrutinized for his size. He is under 200 pounds, and we've seen that be a problem for dudes that are, especially dudes that are mobile and take a lot of hits on the run. Bryce Young is not an overly mobile quarterback. He can use his legs to run, and he probably will rack up a modest like 10 to 15, 17, 18-ish rushing yards per game at the next level, but he is not a run-first quarterback. He is very accurate when he can step into throws. He can deliver uh, quite a strong throw accurately, short, medium, down the field. So Bryce Young and quarterbacks as it relates to just like super flex dynasty leagues in general, we're so bad collectively at actually projecting whether or not a quarterback is going to be good at the next level. So the best thing you should just do is listen to draft capital because that ends up being how long of a leash that these guys have. So if Bryce Young is the first quarterback taken in this draft class, which there will be problems for every quarterback that uh, people decipher throughout this entire class. Now, there are a handful of them that will go in the first round of rookie drafts, Bryce Young being the first one for me. At the 103, we'll move on to Ohio State's C.J. Stroud, who was actually traded up for in this rookie mock draft, goes 103. So 103 in the rookie draft, 103 in the NFL draft. The Las Vegas Raiders select C.J. Stroud. Now, for people that are worried about Bryce Young's size, right, there are pictures kind of surfacing around that he might be under six foot. He might be like 5'10", 190 pounds. That might be problematic, and I could understand if you want to fade it. Stroud is six foot three, uh, somewhere between like 215 and 220, so much more of like the prototype size and build. He's not someone who's like overly mobile either, not going to run very often, has a, has a strong arm, also had like phenomenal weapons at Ohio State. They just keep churning out the top-tier type talent beat wide receivers over there more coming uh they have Marvin Harrison Jr. who's still playing there for another year but they got guys like Jackson Smith and Jigba coming out this year they, they just always have a plethora of dudes for guys like CJ Stroud to throw the ball to which obviously elevates the numbers he had a massive game against Georgia where he threw for like 350 yards four touchdowns quieted a lot of the concerns that people had on the brightest stage some people might start overlooking some of the flaws that this kid does have because of that performance but he's a big strong arm quarterback that Again, comes with their flaws, but he was a, a top five Heisman voter guy for two years in a row. So he is looked at as one of the top prospects and will likely be the second quarterback drafted in this year's class, which brings us to the third quarterback drafted in this year's class, and that's Will Levis out of Kentucky. So Will Levis goes 104 to us in the rookie mock draft. He's also the fourth pick in this mock draft by the Indianapolis Colts. Now, Will Levis is going to be a very polarizing prospect. Most of draft Twitter doesn't like him. Most of draft Twitter does think he's going to be a top five, top ten pick. He is He's a very big quarterback. He's a very strong quarterback. He's a very athletic quarterback. He is objective. He objectively has the most inconsistent tape. His arm is massive. He's got an absolute cannon, and I think it kind of works to his detriment sometimes. I think he very often has like one speed of throwing the ball. Whether it's five yards or 50 yards down the field, he's throwing the ball as hard as he fucking can. Um, and I think there needs to be a little bit of tweaking in the way this guy plays quarterback. However, he had a very strong senior year, but he has all the tools 
to be great. Like his upside is absolutely there. And I've heard a lot of people comp his upside to Josh Allen. I think he looks way, he reminds me very much of, of like the way that people talked about Justin Herbert coming out. Right. I specifically remember Brett Coleman's video on Justin Herbert titling it like Jekyll and Hyde, where the highs were so high, but the lows were very low and the inconsistency came out there. So the comp at a very high level, right? Noah more parties did a great running back comp video for this class on Saturday, which you guys should definitely go check out. But the way he did it was like, I'm going to take a player and give you his 90th percentile comp. So if best case scenario happens, 60% comp and then like 30% comp. And I think with a guy like Will Levis, his 90th percent comp is for sure Justin Herbert because he's got the arm strength. He's got the size. He's got the the sneaky athleticism to move around the pocket and make plays on the run. But I also feel like there's absolutely a world where he's like Jameis Winston-ish, right? And he does a lot of good things well, but at the end of the day, like he's not enough to really bring your team to a Super Bowl. He, he can get into a system where he's throwing for really high numbers and really high stats because again, his upside leads or, or the things that he does great lead to those kind of numbers just like Jameis Winston in a sense chucking the ball downfield in a good situation a lot of scoring ops etc but he makes a lot of questionable decisions he makes a lot of bad decisions he does a lot of things that you're like man what did I just watch compared to two plays before that very tough kid very tough runner like to a fault I think he's going to get his head taken off at one point but Will Levis will be an extremely polarizing guy I think because he's so inconsistent on the film I think the best thing to do probably grab him at your QB3 spot in rookie mock drafts uh, unless you feel really really strongly but you go watch the tape and let me know what you think moving on to the 105 this is my wide receiver one in the class and it's Jordan Addison out of USC he gets taken 12th overall to the Carolina Panthers. So not a great landing spot. They also have DJ Moore there. But Jordan Addison, to me, is this year's uh, Garrett Wilson, is this year's Devonta Smith. He is quick twitch. He is a supremely superb route runner. This kid can play in the slot. He can play on the outside. He is a little bit undersized. That's why, you know, I comp him to a Garrett Wilson or Devontae Smith, where he's skinnier, he's slender, but he is he's quick and fast. Slippery is probably the right way to put it. He played at Pitt for his first two years in college, went absolutely nuts as a sophomore, 100 catches, 1,593 yards, 17 touchdowns before transferring over to USC, where him and Caleb Williams, I wish they got that. He, he dealt with a lower body injury that kind of took him out of multiple games as well as like hampered him in other games. But when they were on the field together at the same time, it was fucking magic watching that film, man. Jordan Addison and Caleb Williams. I hope, however, this works out. I hope you know, Carolina drafts Jordan Addison and then next year has a number one overall pick and grabs Caleb Williams because these two were fun as shit to watch together. This tweet from Hayden Winks, uh, Jordan Addison is a total problem. Yards per outrun versus man coverage, 3.0 yards per outrun in 2020, 3.9 in 2021, 4.4 in 2022. That is an insanely high number. In 2021, he played 68% of the time out of the slot. This previous year, he was mainly on the outside, so he has experience doing all of it. He has that like very quick like head whip type twitch going on on his routes, uses his hands to catch the ball really strongly. Like I am extremely confident. Someone threw out a Calvin Ridley comp, which I thought was really good in terms of route running. Uh, I'm extremely confident that this dude is going to be a really, really good player at the next level. After Jordan Addison at the 106, we have Jackson Smith and Jigba goes 24th overall in this mock draft to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, 
he'll be the wide receiver one for a lot of people in this class. Played out Ohio State, played alongside Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, and then Marvin Harrison Jr. His his box score, his college resume is looking like a fucking cat's deli sandwich at this point. Freshman year, nothing. Junior year, nothing. He was dealing with an injury the entirety of the year. But that sophomore year was one of the better sophomore years in the history of college football wide receivers. 95 catches, 1,600 yards, and nine touchdowns at Ohio State. Everybody remembers that like Rose Bowl game two years ago when this dude went for 15 catches. This is insane. 15 catches, 347 receiving yards, and three touchdowns versus Utah in the Rose Bowl. So the numbers-ish won't really be there because he dealt with a hamstring injury most of his junior year, so he barely got any playtime. But his sophomore year was his breakout season, right? And he reminds me a lot of Amon Ross St. Brown. So, like, when you watch Amon Ross St. Brown, at least in college when I watched him, I was like, okay, he's not overly athletic. He's not, like, he doesn't necessarily pop on film outside of doing things right and doing things correctly and, like, always finding the soft spots in the zone and then making plays with the ball in his hands. Like, that's kind of the way I look at Jackson Smith uh, in Jigba. It's one of those things, to be honest with you, I don't want to take a strong stance on him because I know he's a great fucking player, but I got a similar feeling to... I remember the year that I was watching like Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs tape because they were coming out the same year. And the entire time I was watching those two, entire time I was watching Alabama tape that year, I couldn't stop seeing Devonta Smith. I couldn't stop being like, man, this kid is so fucking good. Like, he is the dog. He is the alpha on that field, no doubt about it. We just need to figure out how good these other kids are. I'm going to keep it 100. That's kind of how I felt with Jackson Smith and Jigba, but with Garrett Wilson, right? Watching the film from his sophomore year, because that was most of the film that we have, Garrett Wilson was on the field with him. Garrett Wilson, holy fuck. Uh, I am like smacking myself for not having him as the wide receiver one in this class. I think I had him tied with Drake London, so it's not like a big deal. But Garrett Wilson is just, he was something else back in college, man. Watching him play just popped off the screen to me. doesn't mean Jackson Smith and Jigba can't be, you know, I'm on Ross St. Brown, who is at this point probably like a top five, top seven dynasty wide receiver. But he goes to Jacksonville, which is a good situation quarterback-wise. But they have Christian Kirk, and they have Evan Ingram now, and they have Travis Etienne, and they'll have Calvin Ridley next year. So it's hard to imagine just the upside of all of these guys statistically over the next few years. So yeah, it feels like a safe pick to me. It feels like a guy who's going to have a really big role at the next level, uh, a guy that... What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. He's not an overwhelming athlete by any stretch of the imagination, but we see wide receivers win in all aspects of the game now. You could be really athletic and really small. You could be normal size and you can be non-athletic and still just be good at the position. So that's how I feel about Jackson Smith and Jigba. With the 107, probably a more controversial and polarizing pick here, Anthony Richardson, the quarterback from the Florida Gators, goes 19th overall, so a first-round pick, to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, Richardson is... You know, I said Will Levis has a lot of the, the uh, some great raw tools in which there can be upside. Anthony Richardson is actually that, but like to the 10th degree. Anthony Richardson has a literal cannon attached to his arm that I feel like was placed there by doctors when he was born because this dude could sling at 75 yards, no problem. This dude, like Levis, makes a ton of mistakes, makes a ton of plays where he just relies solely on his athleticism. Also a phenomenal runner, a phenomenal runner that's probably going to add 40 to 50 yards on the ground per game. And that's why I think like, even if he's a shitty quarterback at the next level, which I don't know if he will be, this is the type of player that you want to invest in in your rookie team because the minute he gets onto the field, he's putting you up like 17, 18 points per game because he's going to add five uh, five points, six points on the ground weekly. Like you could just bank on that. And Richardson's got so many incredible raw tools as an athlete slash quarterback that it, it, it might take him a year or two. They might, if if Tampa Bay drafts him, they might sign a veteran in free agency and let Richardson sit behind them. But if he goes there and then plays right away, and he's got Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and all these weapons, who knows? Maybe he can hit his ceiling and and, and more quickly than most people are uh, giving him credit for. But really fun to watch. Makes a lot of questionable decisions. Does a lot of things that make you wonder uh, whether or not he will be ready for the NFL at any point in the near future. But first round pick again. Like let the draft capital do the talking. Let the position do the talking in terms of how valuable they are for super flex leagues we'll take anthony richardson here at the 108 we've got devon a chain he was the only other running back picked within the first 64 picks in this mock draft outside of Bijan robinson devon a chain goes 58th overall to the dallas cowboys now the running back situation over in dallas is a fucking mess right now because zeke's obviously on that massive contract now i'm looking at spotrack spotrack.com is all contracts for y'all i'll link that down below if they get rid of zeke this offseason they will inquire a 12 million dollar dead cap hit but will still ultimately save 5 million off of that because they'd have to take 17 million uh going his way if they were to keep him on the team. So there's a chance that, I mean, no one's going to take that contract from Zeke given how he looked last season. Uh, The Cowboys probably don't want to give him that, but we'll see what happens. We'll see if they cut him. We'll see if they just, you know, let this shit ride out until next season where they can save $8 million if they cut him rather than the $4.5 million this year. But this is their first year in which they actually have like a real out, whereas last year if they cut him, they are losing a they, they, yeah, which is not realistic. The other part of that backfield, Mr. Tony Pollard, who had a massive breakout year this year, is an unrestricted free agent. I would be surprised if the Cowboys ended up going back into their bag to give another running back a fat contract because that's what Tony Pollard is going to get probably elsewhere. So Pollard out of the picture, A-Chain actually fits in pretty damn well 
in that role. I know Pollard started taking over a lot more like early down work and became an actual featured part of this offense. And Pollard is much bigger. Pollard is 210, 215, whatever uh, his weight is. Devon A-Chain is this, you know, much smaller running back, 5'9", 185 pounds, wildly explosive. And I think he's a great fit for the Dallas Cowboys. I actually think if they were to lose Tony Pollard, this is a great way to minimize the loss of a player like that because they emphasize getting Pollard in space often. They emphasize using him in the running game and they emphasize using him in the receiver game and I think that's where Devon A chain would would do really really well right in a in a role similar to Tony Pollard where he was getting 10 to 15 touches per game that's where Devon A chain will thrive this guy's going to run like a 4-3 flat 40 yard dash he's also very instinctual in between the tackles he's a good all-around runner that needs to get more credit for him absolute baller out of Texas A&M very undersized but would be uh, an absolute slam dunk pick for the Cowboys if they lose Tony Pollard this offseason. So that's 108. Move on to 109. And that is Quentin Johnston, the long wide receiver out of TCU. He is the 22nd overall pick in this mock draft by the Baltimore Ravens. Now, Quentin Johnston is one of the more unique wide receiver prospects we've seen in quite a long time. He's like six foot four, 195-ish pounds. But this dude is so agile laterally. There's there's not a good comp because you see him and you want to comp him to someone who's just big and tall and lanky. But he moves like he's a, a six foot, you know, a five nine, a five eleven slot wide receiver. Like his lateral agility is so odd seeing him because you see him, you're like very big but moves very small. So Quentin Johnson is a downfield playmaker. He's very, very quick off the line of scrimmage, has no problem beating press coverage. He's just a very, very fluid athlete that I think will be a really good player at the next level. A little bit like uh, Martavis Bryant, maybe like a better version of Martavis Bryant. I don't know if I want to just keep throwing out better comps every single time, but a little bit like Martavis Bryant. I think he's more like well-rounded as a receiver, a better route runner. But Martavis Bryant for his, his size and length was like pretty quick, twitch and pretty agile as a wide receiver at the next level obviously all the off off the field concerns but Quentin Johnson I think if he goes in the first round going to Baltimore is obviously not a great landing spot for uh pass catching wide receivers you have Rashad Bateman coming back Mark Andrews is there and you have Lamar Jackson who just doesn't throw the ball that often and doesn't throw the ball downfield very very often but we saw Hollywood Brown have success down the field with Lamar Jackson a couple of years ago Quentin Johnson is uh, a really really cool unique prospect go watch some film on him he's very very fun to watch so we're sitting at the 110 and we have the two running backs off the board already. We have the four quarterbacks off the board already. So we're kind of sitting here with either, you know, one of the remaining eight wide receivers in the first two rounds or one of the six tight ends at this point. And I'm looking at the draft capital and I see this name, Josh Downs. And I'm like, okay, Josh Downs, 32nd overall pick. So first round pick to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I think if anyone's played fantasy football over the last five, six years, the sentiment should be that we just, you know, in the same way that I'm like, I'm not going to try to pick apart whether or not a quarterback is good. I'm going to let the draft capital do the talking. I think that should probably be the same way with Pittsburgh, the Steelers, drafting wide receivers earlier. It doesn't even matter. First, second, third, fourth round. They hit at incredibly large rate. Now, obviously, this is just a guy on the internet doing a mock draft, so it's not him. It's him hitting on the pick, but if the Steelers were to draft Josh Downs, he is a smaller slot wide receiver out of UNC. Now, he is fresh on my mind because I just watched about four or five games of him right before I filmed this. He's he's 5'9", 185, 190 pounds. So fast. He's so fluid. He is such a crispy route runner. Really fun to watch. 
He is almost purely a slot wide receiver, though, right? Like, I think the Steelers have made a name grabbing these wide receivers like Antonio Brown and Deontay Johnson, who thrive on the outside. Now, Deontay Johnson was not penciled into being a slot wide receiver back in college. He was running the majority of his routes outside versus pressing man coverage, where Josh Downs did not do that. Josh Downs ran 1,673 plays at UNC over the three-year career that he had there. 1,522 of those plays came in the slot. So 91% on a very large sample size came from the slot. But he should not be pigeonholed into just what a slot wide receiver is. He is a very good route runner. Again, extremely natural athlete, has great instincts with the ball in his hands. Some of the best plays that UNC ran this year, last year, the year before that, were simply getting Josh Downs the ball behind the line of scrimmage or like some unique screen right around the middle of the line of scrimmage and getting him in open space and he's gone. He is fast. He is quick. He is going to test out as a really, really good athlete. He reminds me a little bit of Rondell Moore if you take out like the Reggie Bush aspect of Rondell Moore, but very quick twitch, very good athlete, very explosive, just a very fun player to watch and also extremely strong hands, like really, really good on contested targets. He had 18 contested targets this year. He caught 13 of them, which is 72.2%, sixth in the entire country. He makes a lot of tough plays. He makes spectacular catches down the field, like laying out full extension. He's also really good like on the goal line and really tight spaces, which tells me you're probably really good against man and press coverage. He had like three plays in a row at one point on the goal line where he scored like three touchdowns, but there kept being penalties and offsides and shit like that. But in each one, he showed a little bit something different in his route tree, in his fucking bag, and would have scored a touchdown on all three of them. So Josh Downs, if he goes to Pittsburgh with first round capital, is a dude that like despite his small size, despite being a slot wide receiver, is someone I'd be happy investing heavy capital into. Now we've got two picks left, and like I said, we don't know where any of the running backs went later on in the draft, so we can't really dive into that bag. I'm going to take Zay Flowers here, the Boston College wide receiver, prolific wide receiver, who went 46 overall to the New England Patriots. Now I've seen a lot of crazy comps for Zay Flowers, uh, a lot of Antonio Brown type beat comps, all right? And I could see it, man. This dude, similar to Josh Downs, really good route runner really he's small he's compact but he's super twitchy he is super quick super agile great route runner uh makes incredible catches like on the sideline just has great body control and if he goes to new england he could be like a more explosive a better athletic version of jacoby myers where jacoby myers was getting 140 targets if zay flowers goes into an offense at the nfl level and gets that type of numbers he is going to put up crazy fantasy numbers so zay flowers is the dude who i don't think they're you're going to find a lot of people just on draft twitter that dislike zay flowers just because he's a very technique driven really good player now i'm sitting here at 112 and I'm trying to decide between three players that are left we have Michael Mayer tight end who went 11th overall to the Tennessee Titans we have Jalen Hyatt the wide receiver out of Tennessee long lean deep downfield playmaker who went 35th overall to Indianapolis we have Keishawn Booty LSU wide receiver who broke out very very early also went to the Tennessee Titans 41st overall pick obviously they are retooling their offense in this draft and I think that my pick will be I'm really not someone who likes to invest early round rookie capital into tight ends um, especially someone who's not on the level of prospect that Kyle Pitts is which I was not advocating for doing it that early and obviously that looks a little sloppy right now but still very young of course so I'm gonna go ahead and fade the tight end at the 112 obviously there will be other running backs in real rookie drafts that probably go above some of these guys I'm gonna go ahead and take Jalen Hyatt the Tennessee volunteer wide receiver 
that went to Indianapolis 35th overall, so the very beginning of the second round. And we've seen a lot of teams hit in that area. That's where the T. Higgins, that's where Indy hit on Michael Pittman, right in that draft capital range. Uh, he's a long, lean, explosive playmaker down in the field. I think in this same mock draft, Indy took Will Levis as their quarterback of the future. Like I said, he's got a cannon arm, and you pair that with a guy like Jalen Hyatt, who played with Hendon Hooker at Tennessee, who's got a very fucking strong arm down the field, made magic together. I think that that could be replicated if the quarterback hits. So those are the 12 rookie picks based on this mock draft from The Athletic. We will continue to mix up the different mock drafts where we pull from different websites, different people that do the mock draft so we can get a wide variety. Um, let me know down below because we will start bringing on guests for these going forward who you want to see come on the channel. I'll obviously be pulling Noah more parties eventually onto this. Ray G and Jordan are coming next week, but anyone on YouTube, anyone on the social platforms, whoever you want to see, uh, let me know, and I will bring them on for a rookie mock, and we will get deeper and deeper, first round, second round, the third round, fourth round. We will be preparing you all offseason for your rookie drafts. Just a quick recap. We have 101, Bijan Robinson, who went to the Buffalo Bills in the first round. We have Bryce Young at the 102, Houston second overall. We have C.J. Stroud. At the 103, who went third overall to Las Vegas after a trade-up. We have 104, Will Levis, quarterback, goes to Indianapolis Colts. 105, Jordan Addison, who goes 12th overall in this mock draft to the Panthers. 106, Jackson Smith and Jigba, wide receiver, 24th overall pick to the Jacksonville Jaguars. 107, Anthony Richardson, quarterback, 19th overall pick to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The 108, Devon A-Chain, 58th overall pick to the Cowboys. 109, Quentin Johnson, wide receiver, 22nd overall to the Baltimore Ravens, 110 Josh Downs, wide receiver, 32nd overall, so just at the end of the first round to the Pittsburgh Steelers, 111 Zay Flowers, wide receiver, 46th overall to the New England Patriots, and at the 112 Jalen Hyatt, 35th overall pick to the Indianapolis Colts, rounds out the first round of this rookie mock draft. Thank you all for joining me today. We will continue to dive into the weeds, so if you are preparing for your rookie draft or just want to you know, fuck around and hang out and talk fantasy football, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Make sure you hit the button that looks like this, and you know, call me a piece of shit in the comments. Love you. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.